Today we're coming to you with an annual book tag that circulates in the bookish community, the Mid-Year Book Freakout Tag. Hello and welcome to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Sarah to tackle this book tag and discuss which books we've been loving and which books we haven't. Hello, hello everyone. My name is Sarah or as I'm otherwise known on Instagram and YouTube as Sarah Shelves. And I'm incredibly honored to be here today with you to do this tag. I've never done it before, so I'm looking forward to seeing what your answers are. Yeah, I was so surprised you've never done this before. I was like, Sarah, where have you been? This circulates every year. So thanks so much for joining me. I think this is a staple in the bookish community. As someone who reads a lot of books, it's so hard at the end of the year to highlight all of my favorites um, because so many get overshadowed as the year progresses. So it's a fun mid-year check-in to talk about the books that we've been reading. And before we jump into the tag, though, um, a few questions I'd like to know is what are you currently reading? And what was your last five star read? I am currently reading two books right now. So I am in the middle of I'll Always Be With You by Monica Murphy, which is the fourth book in the Lancaster Prep series. It's like a romance series set in a private high school. And I absolutely love the first and second book in the series. The third one not so much. So I was a little bit hesitant going into this one. And it's kind of on the back burner right now. I keep picking it up, reading a couple of pages, putting it down, focusing on other things. I might softy enough that one and then come back to it at another point. Maybe I'm just not in the mood for romance right now. And then the other book that I'm reading is Open Throat by Henry Hoke. And it's just shy of 200 pages. And it's from the perspective of a mountain lion, a queer mountain lion. It's very unique. I'm liking it so far. I'm not that far in, but it's very, very interesting. My last five-star read was Elliot Page's memoir, Page Boy. Have you read it yet? No, I haven't read it, but I've seen it on like a lot of lists, obviously, with it being June and being Pride Month. Um, but then obviously the cover is very striking also. And mm-hmm. I've seen uh, the author like in movies and stuff. So I've always wanted to know more. So very interested in it. Yes. And if you do pick it up, I would recommend the audiobook. Elliot Page could literally read me a textbook and I would be enthralled like honestly his speaking voice is just so soothing and the writing in this book is so so good mainly when I read memoirs I'm there for the story and not necessarily the writing but his writing is stellar oh that's good that's good to know I love when authors that write memoirs also narrate the audiobook so love that Uh, So yay, I'm so glad you enjoyed that one. Um, I also want to let everyone know about my Patreon community real quick. Patreon is a subscription-based space that allows me to share exclusive bonus content. If you click the link in the show notes, you'll see the list of perks that I offer, but I'm always doing extra fun things that aren't on that list, like uh, virtual paint nights, reading challenges, social media challenges, and more. Uh, Feel free to come and go as you please, but I promise you're gonna want to stick around because there's always something fun and exciting happening over there. 
there. All right, switching gears, going back into it, it's time to jump into the tag questions. And I feel like they start off with like the hardest question sometimes, you know? So question number one, the best book you've read so far this year. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, going in deep. But for me, it was kind of easy this year. So I was lucky, but what about you? Best book you've read so far? It was also very easy for oh, me yay. too. Okay, good. So standout favorites from us, y'all. <laughs> Yes, my favorite read of this year so far is Adelaide by Genevieve Wheeler. In this book, we follow our main character Adelaide as she moves to London and falls for a guy named Rory, who could not be more unavailable emotionally <laughs> or otherwise. And what she first thought would be a fairy tale romance suddenly turns into an emotional roller coaster of a relationship. Q Hot and Cold by Katy Perry. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I had to add that in there. I was like, it's literally that song. Um, pining after a guy who refuses to love you as much as you love him is sure to take its toll. And while I was reading this book, I just found myself wanting to shake Adelaide and be like, you deserve more than this. It's literally like that quote from Perks of Being a Wallflower, we accept the love we think we deserve. That fully encompasses the whole vibe of this book. And she deserves better than him, but she just keeps wanting him to be the best for her and be the best for him also, even though, you know, he does not deserve her. <laughs> so good. And I remember when I read it, I wrote an actual review for it. Most reviews that I write on Goodreads are like a sentence, but yeah. this one I wrote a full review and the author saw it. And in my review, I said, I call dibs on playing Adelaide if this ever gets <laughs> like a movie or a TV show. So who knows? They'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that reviewer said she wanted to play Adelaide. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I don't even remember if I fit the character description or not, but who cares? Like, I call like, dibs. It's called acting, y'all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I can change the color of my hair. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that would be epic. Okay, so my standout favorite of the year is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And this is also kind of a sad book. Like, it's not happy, it's not hopeful, but honestly, I will be shocked if this does not remain my favorite book of the year. This book made a huge impact on me. I've already reread it. It's over 400 pages and it instantly became my favorite book of all time. So it spans 30 years and it follows two brilliant friends in love but never lovers for whom designing video games is a celebration of romance, art, and immortality. Together, Sam, Sadie, and their creative partner, Marks, navigate loss, jealousy, joy, fame, and inconceivable tragedy to come into their own. It's a unique book that immerses readers into the world of video games and storytelling. And much like I passed over Adelaide, I also passed over this book when it was initially offered through Book of the Month because I do love video games. I play video games myself, but reading the synopsis that it gave, I was like, eh, I'm not really interested in this, you know, but I've loved another Gabrielle Zivin book. Book, um, the Storied Life of A.J. Fickery gave that five stars, but that's the only book I had read from her. And so when this, it was one of the five finalists for book of the year. And so I ended up getting it during that. And oh my God, I was like, why didn't I read it sooner? 
you know? But yeah, it is so good. I mean, I understand people that don't like it because they need happier books and they just don't like sadness on top of sadness. But like I said, I like emotional books. So it's the standout favorite of the year, y'all. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I've seen so many great things about it. I do own it. I got it the first month it was a choice for book of the month and I just haven't read it. I was sleeping on it, girl. Don't sleep on it. <laughs> um, it is a chunker though, you know, but I feel like you read long books. So you should be like, it should be easy for you. Um, okay, moving on. Question number two, the best sequel you've read so far in 2023. The best sequel I've read is Twisted Games by Anna Huang. I cannot and will not shut up about this book. I've already reread it and I may or may not have started it again to, to annotate this time. There is a reason, uh, but it's it's not like currently reading yeah. actively. It's just sitting there when I need a pick me up because it's yeah. like a comfort read for me now. I love but that. But I was, I was very hesitant going into it because I didn't love the first book in this series, Twisted Love. It was like a three star for me. So I put the rest of the series off for so long, but I regretted it after I started this book because it was just so freaking good. I was smiling ear to ear while reading it. And it's a princess bodyguard romance. It's medium burn. So not like insta love, but not slow burn where you're like, can we speed this up? <laughs> it's a, It's right in the middle. It's enemies to lovers vibes, but he's never actually mean to her which is good I love that yeah and it has that possessive touch her and you die vibe which I guess is good for a bodyguard to have that trait yeah that sounds really good I haven't even touched the series or anything like that but I'm so glad that you continued on so you found Mm -hmm. that gem you know yes Um, Okay, the best sequel I've read so far this year is Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. In case you missed it or you're unaware, Part of Your World was my favorite book of last year. So I was highly anticipating Yours Truly. And somehow I enjoyed Yours Truly even more. Uh, So in this contemporary romance, two emergency room doctors, both recovering from messy breakups, form a close, comforting friendship and perhaps something more. I loved both of the characters. I liked them together. I liked them individually. The little letter writing back and forth is so freaking wholesome. And like, it is now my favorite book by her. So without a doubt, yours truly by Abby Jimenez. (laughs) Yes, and I love the mental health rep for the male main character because we never really see it from the male main character. It's always the female main character. I loved that. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, Okay, question number three, a new release you haven't read yet, but want to. And this was also hard. This was hard for me because there's so many books, you know? Yes, it was hard to choose to narrow down. But I'm going to maybe shock some people with my answer because I did say that I would never read this book. I went on record to say I would never read it. I would never succumb to the hype. But here I am (laughs) eating my words. So my new release that I want to read is Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. And I honestly don't really know anything about it except for the fact that it has dragons there's romance and it's targeted towards 
fans of the Divergent series, which I love or loved. I don't know if it still holds up, but (laughs) we shall see. And there's also some chronic illness rep in there. Mm. I've heard from some people and I have the stunning edition with the dragons on the side. Like the painted edges. Exactly. I snatched it up and I was like, okay, maybe I should actually read it now (laughs) because I got the pretty edition. Oh my goodness, I am shocked that... Have you read anything by Rebecca Yaros before? No, but isn't she like a romance writer? Like Yes. Okay, that's what yeah, I thought. So I think that the romance will be done really well in here because that's in her wheelhouse. Um, but yeah, this fantasy book coming out of nowhere. I love that you're like, mm-hmm. I'm eating my words, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we love a self-aware queen. Ooh, you'll have to let me know. And I'm also a fan of Divergent or was, like you said, like we don't know if it yeah. holds up, but uh, so fun. Yay. Well, my answer has to be for the new release I haven't read yet, but want to and I actually have a copy, I just haven't gotten to it yet, is All the Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby, one of my most anticipated books of the year. I hope to read it very, very soon, but, you know, I have projects that I'm working on, so it's a little difficult. But after reading and falling in love with Cosby's characters in both Razorblade Tears and the Blacktop Wasteland, I need more high-octane thrillers mixed with humor and lovable characters, and he delivers on that. If those are the three like tag words that you need high octane thriller humor and lovable characters then and if you're not reading essay cosby what are you doing with your life um all i know about this one and all i think i should say is that it's a story about a black sheriff a serial killer and it's set in a small town i mean just those three things i'm like you gotta read it it sounds so freaking good and i'm so excited Okay, next question, question number four, most anticipated release for the second half of the year. Also a tough question. So my most anticipated release for the second half of this year is Rouge by Mona Awad. It comes out September 12th and it's Snow White meets Eyes Wide Shut in this surreal descent into the dark side of beauty, envy, grief, and the complicated love between mothers and daughters with black humor and seductive horror Rouge explores the cult-like nature of the beauty industry as well as the danger of internalizing its pitiless gaze. I have... I know, it sounds so good, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I have read Bunny by this author twice, and I probably will be rereading it in the future. I haven't read All's Well yet, but that is on my list to read before the end of the year. And the way she writes is just so fascinating to me. I feel like least for Bunny, it's one of those books where you catch something new every time you reread it. So I feel like Rouge might be the same way. Maybe you won't catch everything the first time. But I just, yeah, stunning writing. My most anticipated for the second half of the year also is expected to publish on September 12th. And that is Black Sheep by Rachel Harrison. And we both picked these like really dark books. <laughs> so Rachel Harrison has become an autobi author for me. I've read three of her novels and one of her novellas. There's only one short story collection I haven't had the chance to read yet. 
But Black Sheep is about this woman named Vesper's homecoming that exhumes a terrifying secret. She's forced to reckon with her family's beliefs and her own crisis of faith. And this deliciously sinister novel that explores the way family ties can bind us as we struggle to find our place in the world. And uh, Naomi, who has been on the podcast before from Naomi's library, she recently read an arc of this and she gave it five stars. I saw that and I was like, okay. (laughs) So I'm very excited. Okay, next question. Question number five, biggest disappointment. This was not hard for me at all to choose (laughs) one because I immediately knew what book let me down the most. And that book is For You and Only You by Caroline Kepnes. This is the fourth book in the You series. And it's honestly the worst one. (laughs) I think the story should have stopped after book two, Hidden Bodies. But that's just my opinion. You, the first book, is one of my favorite books of all time. So this is a big hit to me for this being one of my biggest disappointments. And in this book, we are following Joe Goldberg once again, as he joins a writing fellowship at Harvard. And just as Joe is known to do, he falls instantly for a girl amongst the group and obsesses over how to make her his. Is that the last book or is I I fear that when this happens in a series like the first book there's so such big success with the first book. I wonder did the author even have a larger story in mind or was it the success of the book that made publishers be like, "Hey, we'll give you this amount of money if you write more." So I kind of wonder if that's what happened here cuz I have heard Pretty much across the board. No one has ever told me that any of these trumps the first book. Like a low-key cash grab type of situation. (laughs) I don't want to say it, but that's what it seems like. (laughs) Not (laughs) low-key. I don't know. They're just all so repetitive and cookie cutter that I'm like, I just, I don't. If there are new releases in the series, I don't want to read any of them. I'm I'm done after this book. <laughs> You're tapping out. I do not blame you. Um, okay, so my most disappointing, unfortunately, was The Half Moon by Mary Beth Keene. I read Ask Again Yes by Keene back in 2019 when it was released, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I've been patiently waiting for something new from the author. So as soon as The Half Moon was on my radar, I knew I had to read it. Um, And I will say that Keene's writing, especially her characters, really come to life. I was not a fan of the plot of this book, though. It dealt with infertility in a way that I dislike. And the ending really did not work for me. Um, The story takes place over the course of one week when Malcolm learns shocking news about Jess, his ex. Um, A patron of the bar goes missing and a blizzard hits the town of Gillum, trapping everyone in place. It explores the disappointments and unexpected consolations of midlife the many forms forgiveness can take and the complicated intimacy of small town living and what it means to be family. Um, Like I said, characters, writing, excellent. Plot, not a fan. Uh, But I feel like I could walk into the half moon and like identify people from her book. Like I'd be like, oh, that's this person and oh, that's this person. So 
Yeah, I just, uh, it was such a disappointment. Question number six, biggest surprise. I'm gonna drop a bomb real quick with this one. I feel like I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone this year and I'm, I'm here for it. My biggest surprise is Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. In the year 1945, Claire Randall, a former combat nurse, is just back from the war and reunited with her husband on a second honeymoon when she walks through a standing stone in one of the ancient circles that dot the British Isles. Suddenly, she is an outlander in a Scotland torn by war and raiding border clans in the year of our Lord, 1743. Along comes James Fraser a gallant young Scots warrior who shows her a love so absolute that Claire becomes a woman torn between fidelity and desire and between two vastly different men in two irreconcilable lives. Never in my life, if you had told me a year ago that I would be reading an over 600 page historical fantasy romance and giving it a five star rating, like I would not have believed you. And I already have the next two books on my physical TBR. And I am just like, I'm itching to start them and I wanna watch the show. I mean, I know who plays Jamie. So like, yeah. he's cute. <laughs> he, so hello. I, I swoon, I swoon. My biggest surprise is a nonfiction book. And I don't read much nonfiction, but when I do, it's usually a winner, and this was no exception. It was The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green, and The Anthropocene refers to a current geological era within the chief influence on Earth's surface and the activity of humans. It's a time of astonishing human creativity in science, technology, the arts, and commerce, However, it's also a time when humans have become so powerful that they threaten life on Earth, including their own. In this book, Green explores what he finds charming or alarming, sometimes both, about humanity's inventions. It's a collection of 44 short thought pieces on the wonders and dangers of human activity on Earth that makes it sound super boring, but I promise it's not. It's, I was shocked because it took me forever to get a copy of this book because it was sold out everywhere and my friend finally got it for me for Christmas and it was one of my books that I wanted to read this year my 23 books in 2023 um because obviously I was anticipating it for like two years and he just has a great oh he also narrates it so bonus points but he just has like a really great like storytelling way about his stories like it is nonfiction. These are true things that he's telling you. But he also like inserts like uh, stories about his childhood or why he's writing about this. And I don't know. I was just like talking about just sitting down with a friend and they were just telling me about cool things. That's what it felt like to me when I was listening to it. So loved this book. And like I said, no one is more shocked than me than I have a nonfiction on this list. Um, question number seven, favorite new author. This could be like a debut author or just someone that you haven't read before that's new to you. My answer is Sarah Kate, hands down. I will read anything she writes from here on out. My good friend, Manda from Ginger Snapped Reads on YouTube, shout out, actually recommended the Salacious Players Club series by her to me. 
I read the first one and immediately read the other books in the series right after, and I loved every single one of them. They're just a smutty fun time, and the chemistry between the love interests in each book is just so palpable. Like, it's honestly insane. And the next book in the series, book six, Madame, comes out in October, so I am hyped for that. For my author, I'm going to go with Sally Hepworth because I've read two of her books so far this year, and I really enjoyed both of them. I read her newest release, The Soulmate, which is an addictive novel about marriage, betrayal, and the secrets that push us to our edge. And I also read one of her backlist books, The Mother-in-Law, which is a twisty, compelling novel about one woman's complicated relationship with her mother-in-law that ends in murder. And I think I have like three Sally Hepworth novels on my TBR. So I kind of went like I enjoyed a couple and I was like, okay, now you need all of them. <laughs> so I love that when you find a new author. Um, question number eight, newest fictional crush. I have to go with Romeo Costa from My Dark Romeo by Parker S. Huntington and LJ Shen. He is the classic touch her and you die type of man with a dash of I hate everyone but her. And he also nicknames the female main character Shortbread. And it's the cutest thing ever. Like, need I say more? I mentioned him earlier. Dr. Jacob Maddox from Yours Truly. He is by far the softest cinnamon roll to ever exist. And I will just protect him at all costs. Just know that if you don't <laughs> like the book, if you don't like him, do not tell me because I will come for you. <laughs> I will too. I love him too. I will come after you. I have backup, y'all. So just back off. Oh, he is just, oh, he was so great. Um, okay, question number nine. Newest favorite character? This one was harder for me, but I decided to go with kind of a new comfort character. And that's Hilda from the Hilda graphic novel series by Luke Pearson and Stephen Davies. She is a spunky, adventurous, fearless, and also blue-haired little cutie. <gasps> she also has the most adorable little dog named Twig. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> it's adorable. Oh my gosh. And oh. the audiobooks for the movie tie-in editions are what I listened to. And those are available for free on Audible in their Plus oh. catalog. And they have full sound effects, full cast, including Bella Ramsey, who plays Hilda. Oh my gosh! And they honestly feel like you're listening to a movie. I love all the books in the series. They also have oh a Netflix series based off of these so oh my goodness i have not even heard of this i'm getting on this i am hopping Please on this do. train oh my you god you will love it um okay i also had to like use a character from another book i talked about sam mazer from tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by gabrielle zivin but to avoid sounding like a broken record <laughs> i'll also mention Joni from The Lost Summers of Newport, which I just did a whole full discussion. Um, it's available on the podcast. I talked to Lena about that book. It was a historical fiction book. But Joni just, she was like a total side character, but I ended up just really falling in love with her vibe. Um, but yeah, Sam Mazur from Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. 
<laughs> I got to get on that book. I have to. Read yeah, you it. do. Yeah, you have to be in the right headspace. But yeah, it's really, really good. Um, okay, question number 10, a book that made you cry. I am the self-proclaimed queen of crying <laughs> while reading books. I love so that. <laughs> there was no shortage of books that came to my mind for this question. But I'm going to go with the book that made me cry the hardest so far this year. And that is Are You Happy Now by Hannah Jameson. Oh, wait, this- does this have a pink cover? It has a blue and purple cover. Okay, I'm going to look this up while you're talking about it. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I have it right next to me. I could just Oh, let me it see up. it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll I posted about it on out. my Instagram. I was posting okay, some quotes okay. from it and people were like, what's the book? Like, tell me yeah. what the book is. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to have to look this up. Like I said, love a good emotional read. So I'm on board. Yes. This book ripped my heart out and tore it into a... A million tiny pieces. I was literally sobbing, actually choking on my tears. It was oh that gosh. bad. I was on a live too. I was doing. I was reading this during reading sprints. I had to turn my camera off. I was like, "This is embarrassing." <laughs> the writing is so so good, and I would recommend going into this book knowing as little as possible. So don't read the synopsis. That's how okay. I went in and. I don't regret that for a second. So I don't want to give you the synopsis, but I will give you the first sentence of the book. Boy meets girl at a wedding and the world ends. Such a good hook, right? That that literally gave me chills. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. And Uh. just know that there is a lot of mental health talk and it is a very bleak book and it made me sob. So it's also really sad so just make sure you're in the right headspace before diving in guess what book i'm gonna say made me cry <laughs> tomorrow 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 by gabrielle seven but another book another book one <laughs> also the rehearsals by annette christie i would say it made me misty-eyed see i haven't dove into my emotional books yet this year i i don't know what it was about it that made me like feel emotional about it i think it was just like Because it's basically about this man and woman. It's like the night before their wedding and something happens and they end up waking up the next day and it's like a Groundhog Day situation where they're reliving the same day and the same day and the same day. And all the characters are kind of like their families are crappy people, you know, and it's like they also were each hiding something from each other that they wanted to tell each other. But like, once it came to light, it was like not the right time. And it just got really, really messy. But it kind of just showed that like, despite family situations, despite like, there's no perfect relationship like in real life, you know, and how you have to choose each other every single day to make a relationship work. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. The ending was not what I was hoping for, but like, you know, <laughs> it was interesting. It was an interesting read. Um, like I said, haven't reached for the super emotional yet, but Sarah's making me, giving me lots of recommendations. So, um, okay. A book that made you happy this year. This was hard for me because <laughs> you will rarely ever catch me with a happy book in my hands. I'm more of an emotional type reader. 
but I'm going to go with Everything For You by Chloe Lise. This is the fifth book in the Bergman Brothers series, and Chloe Lise honestly never disappoints. This one is a grumpy sunshine, enemies to lovers, age gap, male male romance between Oliver and Gavin. They both become co-captains of their soccer team, and at first, they can't stand to be together, but as they learn more about each other, they can't stand to be apart. (laughs) There is also great chronic pain and anxiety rep in this one, and I was just giddy the whole time reading this book. So my answer, like Sarah, I don't read a lot of happy books. So when I was looking, I was like, what is the happiest book that I've read this year? I don't know. Because I'm reading thrillers about people getting murdered. (laughs) I'm reading like books with infertility. Like these are not happy books. You know, my favorite book is not a happy book. So I'm going to go with Set on You by Amy Leah, though. It's the first book in the Influencer series by the author. And I participated in a readathon where the second book, Exes and X's and O's was the readathon's group buddy read. And I wanted to make sure I read the series in order. So like I like to do, and I ended up loving it. Uh, the main character, Crystal, is a curvy plus size fitness influencer. And I adored that refu- representation. Plus, the romance was adorable. I highly recommend the series if you like rom-coms. It was so freaking cute. Um, and I think the third book um, is going to come out next year. It's called The Catch. But Set on You is the first book. X's and O's is the second book. And then the third book will be The Catch. Yeah, it was really cute. They have adorable covers. Yeah, super rom-com, illustrated, super cute covers. Um, Yeah, it was super fun. Question number 12, favorite book to film adaptation that you've seen this year? I didn't know if we can include TV series in this or if it's just movies, but I went ahead and answered a TV series regardless. (laughs) So here we are. And also it's a rewatch. So I'm kind of cheating the system a little bit here, but (laughs) of the other two adaptations I've seen this year, um, those were <laughs> terrible, so I have to go with a rewatch. And that is Normal People by Sally Rooney. The show is a perfect mirror of the book. So it's, in my opinion, impossible for you to love the book and then hate the show or vice versa, because the show might even be better than the book. Just, just I've a heard that. Bit. And I just love it so much. I think I'll probably rewatch it every year. And if you don't know what Normal People is about, we're following our two main characters, Marianne and Connell, as they navigate love, loss, distance, complex family dynamics, friendship, growing up, and class expectations. Like you, I didn't really have much to choose from here. Um, I've only watched one. (laughs) So I suppose it wins by default in that Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel, also like a TV series type thing. Um, And I haven't even finished watching the series, but 
I wasn't a fan of the book and I didn't have plans to watch it. But when my brother-in-law visited, he raved about the show. He's like, oh my gosh, have you guys, because we always talk about like, what are you watching? That's good that we need to be watching. And um, he raved about this. And I was like, you know, that's based off of a book. And he, he didn't know that. But I was like, I didn't really like the book. And he's like, well, if you didn't like the book, you just still need to watch the, you know, the show. And I did. And I'm actually really liking it. It's a post-apocalyptic saga spanning multiple timelines, telling the stories of survivors of a devastating flu as they attempt to rebuild and reimagine the world anew while holding on to the best of what's been lost. Question number 13, most beautiful book you've bought or received this year? My Dark Romeo by Parker S. Huntington and LJ Shen. I currently own the original paperback edition, which is stunning all on its own, but I did pre-order the special edition copy of it once I read the book and loved it so much. I was like, I got, I got to get this. And it's, they called it super limited special edition. So I, I had to add it to cart right away, but I'm just going to read you the description word for word off of Amazon because it's a lot. Okay. We've got sprayed edges, color end pages, a built-in ribbon bookmark, a foil dust jacket, a secret foil hardback cover, a slipcase with two foil colors, a bonus epilogue, black chapter head pages, and digital signatures from both authors. That's awesome. And I love that you had already read it and you know you loved it. So that's so exciting. I find a lot of books beautiful. You know, I mean, that's why I collect them. But... I had a hard time picking like which one is the most beautiful, but there's this collection of poems and it's a poem for every day by Allie Essary. And within the pages of Allie Essary's gorgeous collection, a poem for every spring day, you will find verses that will transport you to vivid springtime scenes, taking you from the very first sightings of blossoms to Easter. The poems are selected from her best-selling poetry anthology, A Poem for Every Day, and A Year in Poems for Every Day of the Night. Uh, There's also a summer, fall, and winter version, and all of them are stunning. I only have the spring one. I recently ordered the summer one, um, but then the other two are, of course, on my wish list very beautiful additions all right hardest question of the night let's go question number 14 what books do you need to read by the end of the year because i feel like your answer is either going to be none of them i'm just going to read what i can read or you're about to give me a laundry list of books i am about to give you a laundry list (laughs) of books i could have gone with just the ones that are calling out to me right now but i decided to go with the books I have left on my 23 books to read in 2023 list. And I'm much further behind than I would like to be right now. (laughs) So I think I still have time to catch up. But I have 15 books left on the list still. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yikes. I didn't plan that well. I was trying to read two a month. So then I would... That's always the goal. We always want to do that. It never happens. We always have the best intentions, but it never quite works out. Right. So I guess I'll just list off the 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Death of Vivek Oji by Akweke Mezi. Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. The Diviners by Libba Bray. Forbidden by Tabitha Suzuma. The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte, The Stepford Wives by Ira Levin, 
Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier, All's Well by Mona Awad, True Crime Story by Joseph Knox, White Horse by Erica T. Wirth, Young Mungo by Douglas Stewart, Cleopatra and Frankenstein by Coco Malores, Beautiful World Where Are You by Sally Rooney, and The Idiot by Elif Batumon. I am going to have all of the books that we've talked about and our list of the books that we want to read by the end of the year uh, in the show notes. So that way, if you want to look up any of the books that we talked about, feel free to do that. Also, my main goal that I have been focusing on this year is to read my 23 books that I want to read in 2023. I pre-selected them, like before the new year hit, I pre-selected 23 books off of my physical TBR. um, And I've slowly been chipping away at it, but of course I'm still working on it. But I only have nine more to read, so I'm a little bit ahead of Sarah. Yeah, you're doing better than I am. (laughs) Uh, And I also said that if I don't, because some of these came over from last year. And I was like, if I don't read the books that I put on this list this year, I'm unhauling them. I'm getting rid of them. I set the same goal for myself. Any of those books that I don't read by the end of the year, I have to unhaul them. So there's extra pressure. If you really want to read them, if they're calling out to you, if you're truly interested in the book, you will make time for it. You know? So best of luck. Here are my books. (laughs) They may get the knife at the end of the year. Who knows? (laughs) Um, Kill Me Creek by Rachel Kane. Loving Mr. Daniels by Brittany C. Cherry. The Novel Art of Murder by V.M. Burns. The Chain by Adrian McKenty. The Fourth Monkey by J.D. Barker. Those Girls by Chevy Stevens. Breathe by Joyce Carol Oates. Groupies by Sarah Priscus. The Paper Palace by Miranda Callie Heller. Those are the books. Again, they will be listed in the show notes. So that wraps up the mid-year book freakout tag. I'll have the questions in the show notes and over on Instagram. So please share your answers with me over there. Thank you again for hanging out with me, Sarah. I always have so much fun chatting about books with you. Thank you for coming on and powering through the last little bit of laryngitis. (laughs) (laughs) I know it hasn't been easy, but I appreciate you being here. It was so much fun. I Likewise, I love chatting about books with you. It's always so much fun and I love being on your podcast so thanks for having me again. Talk Bookish to Me is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you book discussions, recommendations, and literary topics galore. Rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Be sure to tag Talk Bookish Podcast and your listening selfies and stories on Instagram. The link for Patreon is in the show notes along with Sarah's social media. I'll also have Manda's YouTube channel linked down there as well. Until next time, happy reading!